Hey, Tony. What's going on, buddy? What's up, man? Hey, uh, do you want to tell everybody the big news? Dude, I am excited. We get to go somewhere. So uh, you can catch Tony and I in Zion National Park May 1st through May 5th. We're going to be with Miss Elizabeth Fay at the Hair Love Retreat. Oh, my goodness, man. We're going to be hanging out with some of the biggest names in the industry. Yeah, man. So uh looks like a bunch of our friends are going to be there. So Maddie Conrad's going to be teaching some barbering. I know that you can get, um, what is it, lace-haired uh, yep. extension certified. Sure enough. Sure. And our good friend uh, doing the textured hair, Miss Laisha. Miss Laisha. We can get to hang out with Laisha in the desert. Love Miss Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> and her, her, and her home girl. That's right. The one and only, the amazing, the best social media girl in the game, Miss Olivia Smalley. Yeah. We're... Dude, I am so pumped, man. I am too. Like, I can't, I can't believe that we actually got invited to, to be there. And, um, you know, as our listeners, uh, uh, Elizabeth was kind enough to, uh, to actually give you $500 off. So if you use our code, you're going to get $500 off Hair Love Retreat. And that is Hair to Street Hair Love. All one word. Yep. So, hair to Street Hair Love. So if you uh, type in Hair to Street Hair Love, you're going to get $500 off your ticket. It's going to be really cool. You're going to get to meet us. You're going to get to meet a bunch of other people that are, um, well, all those people that we announced. And there's so many, many, many more that are going to be there. Yeah. So just go find out, uh, you know, the, the rest of the people are going to be there. And maybe we can uh, take a poll of who they want us to interview. Oh, that'd be a great idea. So, yeah, so we're going to be doing some interviews there. So uh, so you can go to uh, hairloveretreat.com and you'll see who's going to be there. And uh, tell us who you want us to talk to. What's up, brother? Hey, man. I want to uh, give a big thanks to uh, our sponsors uh, today. Thank you, Schedulicity. Thank you so much for doing what you do for our industry. You give so much love. You give so much love to us. We want to uh, thank you from the bottom of our heart. Well, uh, in 2019, they changed the industry, right? They changed the industry with both Schedulicity Cares by giving away $5,000 a month to a hairdresser and some barbers, right? And uh, with Schedulicity Pays. Yeah, and Schedulicity Pays was huge. Ginormous. Yeah, and, and it definitely, definitely will save you money. Yeah. No I mean, doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, a 1.99% processing fee and for $0.10 cents a, a swipe, I mean, you do your research. You can't find better. No, and a free card reader. And a free card reader, that's right, <laughs> which is integrated right into the app, right? So you don't have to leave the app. Everything is, uh, is right there for you. Yeah, and also we want to bring to the family. Yeah, so uh, we're also excited to talk about uh, salon scales and welcome them, um, and then they give you the price, which then in turn you you uh, you you forward to your to your uh, client. So what they're doing is they're doing labor and product. So you charge for your labor, you know, you charge X amount, you know, per per hour, and then you're also um, charging for your product. But they kind of walk you through that. But more importantly to me is you see exactly how much product you're using. And, and exactly how much product that, it, that it's costing you, right? So, like, I know, for instance, like, I was way undercharging, like, for either a gloss or, or, or for a toner because I was using more product than I was actually charging for it. So, you know, for years and years and years, I've been losing money with those services. Well, now I've, I've readjusted my, schedule, my, my pricing, so now I can, I can make some more money on, on, on those products. Or, so, 
Not lose money. <laughs> not lose money. Exactly. I mean, literally, it's crazy when you do a gloss and now it's costing you money. You know, that, that's, that's just silly to like think about. Like taking your car to a mechanic and they charge you for labor and not for parts. Exactly. Right. You know, exactly. So now now they've given us the ability to charge for that. Um, and, and again, just for me, the, the biggest aha for me was just the awareness of, of, of what these products are actually costing me because I had no clue before. A really, uh, another really cool thing about Salon Scales is that you just put in whatever product line that you're using. And, and it's already preset in the, uh, in the app. You just go to their website and you go, hey, I'm using this product line, that product line, this product line. And it just, it automatically puts it in the app for you. So when you're, when you're weighing your, your product, you just boop, 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 boop. And even if like, like because we're independent, what do you got to do? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> because we're independent, you know, we use, we use, it's not just one product line that we use or one color line that we use. Like I use, um, I use Schwarzkopf uh, Lightner, but I use Redken um, uh, shades and it's, and you're able to put all those products in there so you can weigh exactly, uh, exactly what you, uh, what you want. So they're making it super easy for you. They're making it incredibly easy for you and you're saving money and you can actually make money because I think I said earlier, you can, you can set the price to whatever you want to charge for that. Meaning like if a tube of color is costing you $10, you can mark it up. So it's $20. So when you forward that to your client, that, um, little bit of a, a, a margin there as well. It's, it's so great. Um, again, just thank you very much, Salon Scales. Thank you for being on board with us. And, uh, and we can't wait to see how you guys change the industry in 2020. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Of course, sit with my best bud, Tony. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? So today we have a... Uh, I, we've actually been trying to, once again, we've been trying to get her on for um, our, our guest today for about a year. Um, she came on our radar because... And she's in our backyard. I know, that's crazy, right? Like, we have a couple people that are kind of in our backyard that, like, uh, we, we've kind of, we, we kind of know that we're going to get to them eventually, and then we kind of, like, but they're back so, burner them so, dang so on much. busy. I know. So we're trying to, let's catch up. I know, right? It's been a while. So, um, so we learned about her, or certainly I learned about her because she's doing some cool stuff, man. You know, she, um, she, she's, uh. On her time, she works in a barber shop and in a hair salon. So she works in both, and because she's a hustler. And then when she's not hustling the barber shop or the uh, or the hair salon, she's a uh, what does she do? She's rocking homelessness, man. Yeah, she's doing some pretty cool stuff. So she, um, I don't, I mean, we'll kind of get into the story, but um, but I, I heard that uh, she was uh, inspired by Mark Bustos. She's kind of um, with with that inspiration. She, uh, yeah, she's. she's really, I mean, stuff that she's doing really, really touches my heart, man, and. Uh, and people who've heard this podcast knows a, a lot about us, you know, that, you know, we do like, especially I, me and my children, we do have that heart of giving back and, and giving and doing things for right. others. And she is right up that alley. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty exciting. So, um, so today our guest is uh, Laura Reed. That's her name. And uh, she'll, um, she'll share all her Instagram and stuff. I, I suggest everybody follow her because... Again, she's just doing some really cool stuff, and, and she's just such a great inspiration for, for for hairdressers, and she's such a she's just something to hold our industry uh, to. Hundred percent, that's cool. And and her daughter is, is the perfect example of 
Well, Laura, I mean, her daughter is so sweet, so special, and she's, do- and she's doing good things, right? So she's just following her mom's footsteps. It's amazing. I can't wait to get in that part of the story because I don't know a lot about it, but I'm sure we're going to get into it. Yeah. Um, but you know what? You know what we're super excited about, Laura? You know what we're super excited about today? What? Is that, um, that we get to honor you with $1,000 today. What? <laughs> yep. You want a $1,000 schedulicity grant? So Laura did a video. So Laura did a video of um, for Schedule City Cares for December, and and this is our month. So we get to um, we get to give away some money, and uh, we got to give away uh, four thousand dollars, and now we just gave away another thousand dollars to Laura just to uh, to thank her. And Schedule City certainly thanks you. So um, in the month of December, she did and a our video industry for wants Cares. to thank you for all the stuff that you do for you know. Thank you. Not, I mean, not only. You know, for the industry, but outside of the industry, and it's so beautiful. Thank you so much. This is going straight to the boys. I cut hair at a at a boys' home um, near the salon, and I really wanted to take them to go get their hair cut in like at a nice place. So, um, I'll be able to take them, and they'll be able to buy products, and that suits their hair. So I'm really I'm thrilled about that. Yeah. This is awesome. Thank you so much. You're Thank welcome you. so much. Way to go, Laura. That's amazing. Uh, that's cool. Congratulations, dude, again. I mean, I say congratulations, but I just, I, I don't want to say. I mean, it, it's really cool. We really, really dig what you're doing, and um, and I'm so glad you did the Schedulicity video. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw, really cool. I saw some other, I saw that you handed out things, so I didn't really think that I got it, but I didn't really care. I was just happy that our industry is just being, it's changed. It was not like this years no. ago. Like, Mm-mm. it's awesome to see all the good things people are doing out there and giving back. So I didn't even, I mean, it kind of hurt a little. I was like, shit, I thought my video was okay. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't good enough. I thought, I thought I did okay. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. People are doing good things. So it's, it's well-deserved to whoever gets it. That's the beauty about this because the, the, the people that are doing good, that are talking and sharing positive messages are rising to the top. And that's what the people are listening and and being able to do the things that like Schedulicity is doing and stuff like that. And what we've been saying this whole time is hashtag unfollow negativity. So if, yeah. as long as people keep doing that, the people that talk negative or want to pull everybody down, they don't get heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just the people like you and Schedulicity and, and, and people are doing great things for other people are rising to the top. That's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you. We're really happy for <laughs> you, dude. We're I'm like, psyched. I yeah. am so freaking thrilled. Well, well again, we've kind of, we've known you for, you know, a little bit over a year now, I guess. And, and when, when Schedulicity sent us the, uh, the win list, like we were like jumping for joy for you. We were high five oh for you. And then, gosh, and thank then, you. and then we're like, we gotta, we have to, uh, <laughs> we have to be able to present her with the check. That's yeah. amazing. That's we're going to do this live. We're going to give it to her live. That's, in our oh backyard, my God. So. Awesome. Yeah. Thrilled. Yeah, no, and that's awesome. what and Schedulicity didn't even know that we had the schedule that we had this podcast scheduled. So really, yeah. Oh so my it's God. just like it, it's it's like it's what is serendipitous? Is that what it is? It's just so <laughs> serendipitous. So uh, yeah. so Why normally using big words, huh? <laughs> Schedulicity said shit. They said can't do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Once again, congratulations. Um, I mean, we haven't even done our official start. So our official start. So uh, Laura Reed, welcome to your day off. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're wow. like I said. I mean, we said it enough. Um, and uh, do us a favor and introduce Heather and uh, and tell us a little bit about your daughter, and then we'll kind of get started. This is my daughter, Heather Reed, and um, she's 25 years old. She's uh-huh. amazing. She just got back from the Peace Corps. She served a year and a half in Saint Vincent and the Grenadines teaching English. Wow. But she did so much more than that. She 
introduced, um, helped work with the volleyball team. Do you want to say something? We'll but get, she we'll, also we'll, did like a GoFundMe to collect oh, shoes for the boys that she was helping um, with the volleyball program. She really well. Clearly, a the lot. apple doesn't fall far. Does it? That's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. She's an I mean, inspiration to me all the time. Oh, it's so amazing. Hard. So, Laura, tell us um, where you're from. I'm from PG County. Yeah, PG. <laughs> PG, PG in the house. Right. <laughs> so PG County in the in the great state of Maryland. That's correct. So that's Prince George's County, right? That's We're correct. in PG County. Uh, in Laurel. Okay. Um, near Pumpkin Hill. Did you hear about that? No, I know Laurel. At yeah. College Park. And, yeah. Know, I'm not sure of Pumpkin Hill. Yeah. It was not that exciting <laughs> to grow up there. I'm on the other side of the county. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was, it was a good place. My dad did the best he could for us, so it was... It was awesome. That's cool. So, does your dad and um, uh, does your dad still live in um, Prince George's? Um, he yes, he is. He's uh, he's he's still in Laurel, mm-hmm. but he's in a much better place. So, <laughs> <laughs> much better place in Laurel. Yeah. Uh, well, a much better house and oh, community. It. Let's just put it that way. So, so he moved up a little bit. He moved up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he Jeffersoned it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So how so how did you? Get in the industry. How did you find their industry? Um, man, it's uh, I I sucked at school. Like I wasn't good, and I failed every test I ever had to take. And I didn't even cheat in school because passing one test wouldn't help me <laughs> with anything. So I just embraced the fail and just just <laughs> rolled with it. And um, I I um, I left school for a short amount of time. I went back. Um, to finish out my eighth grade year and stayed in school ever since then. But I got into hair because, well, um, I was in the fire department at the time. I went through I went through high school and joined the fire department. I saw a really bad accident. This guy got hit by a truck, and I was on my way to another job, and I went out and I tried to help him. I had no idea what to do, and um, I watched the – EMTs come and they medevaced him out and I just watched what they did and I said I'm gonna do that so I joined the fire department as a volunteer the next day wow. and I was in a volunteer for three years I lived at the station and I was going through the phases of being hired um, for Montgomery County and I was on a roll and then I found out I was pregnant <laughs> with this lovely <laughs> young lady so everything changed and again hairdressing was brought up to me when I was younger my dad said you know, you should maybe get into hair. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just sucked at everything. And my dad was really trying to help me. He said, just, you know, why don't you be a hairdresser? And I was like, no, those people are weird. I don't want to do that. I don't even like doing my own hair. Like, screw that. I'm not doing it. And I kind of laughed at it. Once I became pregnant with her, I got married to her father. And um, my mother-in-law was a hairdresser. And she was cool. Like, she's a big German lady. And she just did not fit the, what my perceived idea of a hairdresser was. Right. And I thought, and I, she was rolling in money. I was like, okay, this looks, <laughs> I'm going to try this. I'm going to try, I'm going to try this. So I went to school and that's a whole nother story, but that's we, how I ended up in this business. You went to hair school? Yeah. Yeah. Was your mother-in-law excited? Oh yeah. She was thrilled. She was so happy, but hair school again, it just sucked for me. Like, Oh my God. It was just, it was, it was really hard. I mean, mm-hmm. I ended up going like one of the first Saturdays and they were showing like Tony and guy videos and I'm watching hair being thrown around with a razor and people are like, Oh my God, that's amazing. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, and 
you know, there was a couple of things we had to do. We had to do the waxing and I had to do somebody's eyebrows and I literally took her eyebrow off. <laughs> and, I mean, I told, I told the, you know, my teacher, I was like, I don't want to do this. I can't. And he's like, you have to do it. So I did it and I pulled half her eyebrow off. She oh took her God. shoe off and she started chasing me around the, the school. <laughs> it was crazy because she knew it and I knew it. And she saw my face and she's like, let me see a mirror. I was like, um, no, I need to go get my teacher because I need to get signed off. And she's like, give me a mirror. And I hand her the mirror and I ran and I could hear her screaming. She comes running out with her shoe and her like five kids in tow chasing me. And I ran out into around the um, corner was a 7-Eleven and I hid in the milk in the magazine section. <laughs> and then like a half an hour later, I used the payphone and I called the school and the owner was like, what are you doing? Like, get back down here. What are you doing? And I mean, I was a mess. I was Where's like, the school at? It was Aesthetics Institute on uh, Shady Grove Road. Okay. Right, down yeah, that yeah. way. Yeah. And man, it just, I was like, this is, this is not good. Right. She actually checked me off on all the other ones. She's like, you don't have to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cool. So let me fuck up a couple perms and stuff. And then I don't have to do that either. That's awesome. I got my niche. Failing is good. <laughs> Found my peak. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Um, but once I started on the floor, I did this one woman's hair and I finished it. And, you know, she, we had a great conversation. I thought everything was doing good and she just started crying I'm like, oh, my God. And she said, that's the best conversation I've ever had with someone. This is the best haircut I've ever had. You are amazing. And then she handed me money as a tip. Whoa. And that's when I was like, okay. I, can do I think I like this business now. <laughs> right. I didn't feel like I was working. I was successful in making her happy. And I got money. Like, okay. That's this is right. this is going to be, let me try this. Let me let me see how this goes. And um. So it turned out being pretty good. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That, that, is, that is awesome. That's funny, but it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> are you, um, like, in the state of Maryland, like, um, I th- there's a barber license, right? Yeah, there's a barber license, Are you too. dual licensed? or I'm uh, actually Cosmo? not. No, just cosmetology. But I say I'm a barber because, you know what? I can cut with the best of them. I'm good. I know what I'm doing. Um, I've educated myself on cutting every type of texture hair, and I have to when I cut hair for the homeless. So when you got out of school, like, uh, did you ju- did you do an apprenticeship like at a salon? Uh, yes, yes, I worked at O'Hare. Yeah, he's he was tough, Dominic. Mm-hmm. Dominic Sakala was tough, but I'll tell you what, he knew how to do it. He knows how to do it. That business is still up and going, and I made it for sixteen years there. Oh, good job! And um, didn't Phil work there? No, 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 no. Phil didn't work there. Well, but he, well, well, we know O'Hare because when we worked on First Field, it used to be in oh, First Field. Right oh, next yeah, to yeah, us. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on First Field. You yeah. guys were down there? Well, we, we you were, know that beer store that used to be next yeah. to it? Corey and I, when we were in high school, that's where we worked. You're kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, we were right next to each other. And yeah. my, my wife, she uh, she went to Gaithersburg High School. She worked at that Jerry Sub Shop. Oh, my God. And so she came what in one day, world. and, uh, you know, and her and Corey started talking. And Corey's like, hey, let me introduce you to my buddy. And then he introduced me to her. And, That's great. And we've been together ever since. That That's was in 1988. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So First Field. Yep. yep. First Field Drive. That's the place. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you started awesome. at that salon there before they went to the Kentlands? Right. Right. So I was there for a while. And um, I really value all the education I got there. I just, you know, being there for 16 years. We get it. <clears throat> I just kind of outgrew it. And I yeah. wanted to do my own thing. And he was really big on keeping the umbrella of O'Hare 
everybody had to be under the umbrella. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't an area that I felt like I could individually grow. Right. And I was ready to, to do that. So I, I left. That's really cool, man. Um, I mean, you know, uh, uh, there's, there's been so many people in this area that's come through O'Hare and come through you yeah. know, uh, Dominic's teachings. And there's a lot of great hairdressers because of Dominic. Yeah. So, oh, I'll tell you really what. awesome. Yeah. And yeah. still, and even though as much as I hated certain stuff, now I reflect back on that. Like, you That's know, just being young, though, right? I mean, th there's, you know, I, 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 I make a kind of a joke, but it, it, in all seriousness, too, like when you go to college or when you're like 20 or something, right. you know, everybody uh, of authority, you're rebelling against because it was your parents, right? right. So you're rebelling right. against your parents and anybody that's in that authoritative, mm -hmm. like, kind of like space you right. know what i mean so it kind of it, it takes maturity and it takes growth to kind of be like oh okay well i wasn't putting out my best uh, in that relationship either right exactly you know? yeah it always takes two and i was getting a little rebellious there and he didn't know how to handle that <laughs> and it was just it was time for me to move on right. um, so, so you moved on to another salon yeah yeah i moved on to a foreign company mm -hmm. that's the same that's salon you're in now right yeah right oh, that's right. incredible yeah so it's good. Yeah. It's good. That's so I've been there, and then four years ago I divorced, and then I came here. So it was nice to be able to – I had to more the time. Shop. Yeah. Uh -huh. I had more time. My kids were older. So it was nice to have, you know, both the salon and the barbershop environment. I love that. I value that. I could never – I can't pick one or the other. I like both. Right. So then I have to have two jobs. Are you, right? <laughs> Are you the same person in both spaces? Absolutely not. No? <laughs> Absolutely not. Let's Complete talk about chameleon. That. Really? Well, you have to be. I mean, I'm down in, you know, Rockville, and you're in that environment, and I, I pull people from Chevy Chase, Bethesda, D.C. Those are the people. That's how I make my money down there. So I come to work dressed every day, you know, dressed to the nines and make sure that, you know, I'm posh. very – Exactly. Professional. And we have fun there. But, you know, coming here, it's just when I leave there on like a Friday, I usually leave there at four. And then I get here at five. I walk in and my boss hands me a shot and a beer to chase it down with them. My clients are waiting for me. And it's just <laughs> awesome. Like, I don't need another shot, guys. It's fine. It's fine. So we just drink and have fun and cut up a little the bit. The music is just loud and we're screaming, but we're like two feet apart from each other. Right. <laughs> Nobody thinks to turn down the radio, but it's just fun. It's a great environment. Love it. So it's not a second job. It's like a party, right? right. Oh yeah. It's, it's a, a party. party. Exactly. Friday, that you right. get paid for. How awesome. Right. Doing something you love. That's, that's really, really yeah, cool. It's great. It's great. That's so cool. So, um, again, I don't, I, Mark Bustos was an inspiration. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, once, when I was switching salons over, I had a lot of downtime, you know, waiting for my clients to follow. And I saw, well, actually, before I saw him, I was looking at places to go to volunteer. Um, both my kids have Tourette's syndrome. So I've raised kids with special needs, and I wanted to give back kind of in that area. So I went to a place that houses kids with autism. And I walked in, and I had an interview with one of the owners or one of the program directors there. And um, you know, gave him, gave him the spiel. I wanted to come in and cut, you know, the kid's hair, mm -hmm. the family's hair, because I know how difficult it is bringing your kids to a salon when they have, you know, different, you know, issues. And, um, during the interview, he's like, well, what do you want? Like, what do you want? We can't pay you. And I said, I don't want a payment. I want to do it. I want to volunteer. I'm doing it for free. I know what it's like. And I was dressed from the salon and 
he looked at me and he says, well, you can't wear those earrings. Like they were just long and kind of dangly. And I told him, I said, I'll wear all yellow if you want. I just really want to do this. I want to help people. And he never called me back. And I called him like three times and he never responded. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that put me back. I was uh, upset because I have something really good. I, I have a good heart. I wanted to give back and, you know, but I didn't give up. And I saw Mark, um, cutting hair for the homeless. And I thought, all right, let me, let me try this Avenue. So I went out and got cordless everything. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> the next day I went out on the street and I saw these two guys and I approached them. And in my mind, I had what Mark, his little spiel that he says, you know, Hey, I'm Mark. I, you know, he has this whole little thing. So I had it in my head and I walked up to these guys and I went to open my mouth and nothing came out. I was so nervous. I didn't know how to talk to them. And mm-hmm. they just kind of looked at me like, young lady, are you okay? <laughs> and I'm trying to help them. And they'll, I don't even know what to say. Nothing's coming out. I was so nervous. And, it finally, you know, came out. I said, I just want to, you know, cut your hair. I cut hair for, you know, people that are in need. And they were like, okay. And I was like, okay, let's go. So we sat down on a curb and I started cutting their hair and more and more people came over. So I did probably 15 haircuts Mm. in a couple hours. And, um, I had to start in the back because I was so nervous for years. Actually, I had to start in the back because I was just nervous. I'm not like, I'm really good behind the chair with people Mm -hmm. But just talking to people, I have a lot of nervousness and anxiety. And I didn't want them to see that I was scared or that I was nervous. So I would always start the haircut in the back. And um, I always wear a cap when I cut hair because people are stopping and they're watching you. And, um, you know, you're doing something out of the ordinary. So that cap helps me with blinders. So I can't see who's walking by or watching. And then I'm just really focused on that person that I have in front of me. So the hat has been a really, really good thing. Well, you're far from ordinary. You, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you. You certainly are extraordinary. Thank I mean, you. Ever since high school, right? I mean, you've had that heart of volunteering, even with the, you know, with the accident you saw in the truck. Right. So it's just, it's in your spirit, it's in your soul to, DNA, to help, right? yeah, to help others. Yeah. Thank you. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't all, I wasn't always like that. I think I've just, once you hit the bottom of the barrel, you, um, you realize that, uh, to help people makes you feel good and it's fed my soul to, to give back and um, do more for, for other people. It's funny. I mean, what I hear you saying kind of is, um, you know, the volunteering is, uh, is more fulfilling than, than, than any money you could kind of make. Oh know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. What was it like, like raising two kids with a uh, special needs or Tourette's oh, and like, man. and can you kind of, um, if it's not too much, but, Kind of explain what Tourette's is because, you know, we always hear like the jokes about it, about, you know, like the cursing, you know, with out of control and stuff, but that's not what it's about, right? No, that's the tip of the iceberg. So Tourette's is a neurological disorder and it's excess like serotonin in the brain. So it causes your body to do things that your mind doesn't want it to do. So even though your mind says, I shouldn't be um, counting like the OCD, um, so you can't help it. You do it anyway. So Tourette's, in order to be diagnosed with Tourette's, you have to have physical tics, um, verbal verbal tics, and OCD. So she has, um, you know, both my kids have that. And uh, it was was really tough. Uh, When she was diagnosed, my daughter, she was seven, and I was pregnant at the time with my son. And um, that was... That was the hardest thing to do. We, um, 
we had to put her on a on a higher medication. Nothing was working, and so to be able to get that medication done, they had to. I had to take her in and get um, an EKG to check her heart, and then we found out that she had a heart condition, and I was so overwhelmed at that time. It was very hard, and then they said that you know my my when I was when I was pregnant that my next kid would be 50% likely to have Tourette's as well. So it was, um, man, it played a toll. It was really, really tough. And it was just hard to harness her. You know, she was all over the place and she, she has such a good heart. You know, she didn't want to disappoint me, but she couldn't help, you know, certain things. And school was just, man, it was really hard to understand because back then, you know, you weren't, that was 20, 25 years ago that it, was very strange. Like you didn't have like all the issues that kids have now. Now it's so much more accepted. Right. Teachers are trained with it. Every kid has something now. I feel like, <laughs> you know, um, but my son was the opposite. He just came out screaming and kicking. He's like, I don't, I don't fucking care. I'm going to do what I want. You know, <laughs> she, she was always more of a sensitive soul. Right. Well, it, it, and you can tell by her Instagram uh, and with the Peace Corps and just, you know what I mean? Just right. doing all this for other people, too. Right. And, you know, it's it just, it's beautiful. And that's also why I left the salon because, you know, I had an appointment with her uh, scheduled at Hopkins with the top, top Tourette specialist. And um, they called me, tried to get me in a little earlier, and uh, I couldn't take off of work for that. Oh, wow. And, um you know, at that time she couldn't go to school and I would just take her to the hospital because I didn't know what to do with her at home. Right. We were just scared and it was, we just go to the hospital and just hang out, (laughs) (laughs) you know, let insurance pay for it because I just needed help. I didn't know how to help her. I couldn't. And this is before the diagnosis or this is after the diagnosis? This was after the diagnosis. So after the diagnosis just got harder and harder and uh, she's fought her way through and she's, really overcome amazing odds and really done just embraced it mm-hmm. um and done extremely well in her life that's incredible mm-hmm. heather what um especially with like all the volunteering and stuff ha, ha, does it ha, i'm like my instinct was to say was there a challenge how have you what have been the challenges and 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 how have you kind of like worked through those or are there any kind of like you know material things that yeah. you not material but you know things that you can that you do to, to overcome it? Right. Well, first I just want to say volunteering or giving back comes so natural when <laughs> you grow up seeing it your whole life. Right. So I don't feel like it's volunteering. Like when I when I joined the Peace Corps, you're considered a volunteer, but I think it's more of just I feel like I can connect people with connect with people a little bit easier when they're struggling with something because I've struggled with something and everyone struggles with right. everything. So I think it's so important to understand that when you volunteer, you know, you're giving back, but they're also giving back to you because all it is is a connection. And connecting with people that have demons inside of them can really help you and can help them. So it's uh, very important on both spectrums. It's not just about, you know, the person who's a little bit um, more comfortable in their life, giving back to that person that's struggling. Everyone's struggling. So that's really important. To me, um, I don't see it as volunteering. It's kind of just, what right. I, I think it's natural, and I think it's you, everyone should be doing it. Everyone right. should be contributing to society in one way or the other. It, that's why we're here. 
on this planet. That's Amen, awesome. you know, sister. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, daughter. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's um, so well said. Yeah. So, but I'm good. You know, Tourette's was really hard as a kid, but I'm good now. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. Tourette's can be so detrimental when you're a child, but you can, some people, not all, can grow out of it in mm-hmm. some ways. And I think coping mechanisms I used was, you know, distracting yourself by going out and doing anything you can. I, I went to the gym a lot. I played volleyball. I played sports. Um, I would go out with my mom, and she would let me play at McDonald's for hours. 10 hours. <laughs> hours. <laughs> hours. Whatever you can do to distract yourself. Right. Um, so, you know, everything that I – now looking back that I'm older and, you know, I can control any um, – ticks that I have. And what, what were your ticks? Uh, they kind of, throughout the years, they've always changed. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it started with my face. That's how you notice. Mm-hmm. I would kind of open my eyes really wide and I'd throw my neck back. Right. And it seemed a little unnatural and it would go to my elbows, my shoulder, you know, s- overstretching, like overstretching your muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember having the verbal, I would go, uh, uh, I never cuss. That's right. not... <laughs> My son did all that. (laughs) Laura does enough for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you kind of just go through these different cycles throughout Mm -hmm. your, you know, the years. And then when you're older, you know, stress brings it on. So being in the Peace Corps, that was hard (laughs) because, you know, I've been doing so well for the last few years out of college. And then you go to the Peace Corps and you're just you're in a totally different environment. You're living in a totally different culture. Sure. You know, morals and norms are completely flipped to f- what you're used to or what you grew up with. And it's nothing that you can judge. You just have to accept it because that's how it is over there. No matter how you feel about it, that's not your place to put your opinion in. Mm-hmm. You're invited into this country, into this culture. So you have to accept, you know, the 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 guidelines or whatever's happening right. in that area. Um, so doing that can bring a little stress on, and uh, the way I cope with that was helping the kids, you know, kids over there are struggling in different ways than kids over here struggle, and being able to take the education that I, um, learned on myself, like, the ways, the things that I did to help cope with my stress and anxiety, I kind of just would explain to the kids over there, and hopefully it would help them. You know, right. just tips and tricks. What um, you can just share? Uh, how long does it kind of like take you, or, or what do you, what do you, how long does it take you to kind of go, oh, I'm reverting a little bit, or, or this is part of the disease? Um, as because mm. I'm sure, like the first tick or the first thing that happens, like I'm sure you're not identifying it. So, like, does it usually take you a bit to go, oh, this is part of it? Yeah, I think I think so. I think bef- when you're younger, it it comes on like a storm. Mm-hmm. When you're older, you can feel it coming on, and then you have to use your mechanisms to to relax. Right. Yoga is great for me. I mean, mm-hmm. not, I don't do yo- just stretching. She does. Yoga is great for me, but I don't do it. Do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Walking on your hands. Right. hands <laughs> you're right. I, I like hand balancing hands, right. and that came from my mom. She was a gymnast when she was younger, so. She taught me some the stuff. The handstands are funny, though, actually, now that I think about it, because that cardiologist, like, she would have, like, a rapid heartbeat. She had um, WPW, it's called. So it was, like, her electrodes were all messed up, and it could cause rapid heartbeat. And I don't know if you remember this, but your doctor asked you when you were little, do, do you have rapid heartbeat? And you said yes. And you said, but I stand on my hands when it happens, then it goes away. <laughs> and his sh- face was like, you do what? Right. He said that can work. 
And so she no she was helping herself when she didn't even realize she was helping herself. With oh that. wait a second! So there's so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So many <laughs> questions right now. So that was medically like determined before. So she's doing it out of instinct, but, yeah. but there's actually studies to say, oh yeah, that's helpful. Well, I I wouldn't know. I don't know if there's exactly studies, but the mm-hmm. doctor was pretty amazed by that, and he said, yeah, that can that can do it. I don't know what that means, but. Right. I mean, I w- d- listen, right. if you have I a heart have no problem, don't either. go do handstands because I cannot. <laughs> Seek your medical please, professionals. Yeah, please don't listen to this because I'm not sure if that could help or not. But it worked for her. And so she that, literally handstand around the world. Maybe that's, that's right. <laughs> maybe that's why. It's just calming. Right. That's, that's pretty You've cool. seen some of the most beautiful, amazing places. Yeah, like, I'm really lucky. Oh, I mean. I'm I, really lucky. Yeah. I think in, I realized I wanted to, she used to take me to Arizona um, just different places in the country, in, in our country, and volleyball helped me travel. And after that, you know, you said you got a fire from hairdressing. I got a fire just from traveling. I love wow. just seeing different cultures and different people. You know, you grow up in Mount Airy, Maryland, and you only have a select amount of types of people that you run into. And I think I, after going to college in South Carolina, and you get to meet different types of people from different countries and different races and different, you know, religions and it's just so amazing to me to meet people that just think differently and act differently and she's traveled the world at 25 that's incredible where have you been i've been to 25 countries so far so (laughs) southeast asia europe um was just in the caribbean i lived in australia for a little bit new zealand hitchhiked in New Zealand for a month. Yeah, yeah it was terrifying. Not a, you know, well, I want to be <laughs> Laura's daughter. You can be my daughter. I come back. You I appreciate be my daughter. Thank yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to see you do a handstand. Yeah, <laughs> After the show. After the show. No, 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 no. Handstand challenge. <laughs> we want video. We want video. Oh, I'm afraid I'd hurt myself. <laughs> I know I'd hurt myself. My shoulders hurt already. Yeah. <laughs> It was really cool, though. Have you guys ever talked about maybe, like, you know, kind of creating something together? Collaborating or like collaborating yeah. something? Yes, I do. Oh, I have never. Trust but <laughs> I want so to now. Where, are <laughs> where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have been journaling a lot. And with what she does, she's always wanted to start a nonprofit. But just not, you know, you have to take time. We've When, when I was, like, 15... She took me to this one, um, what was it? It was like a nonprofit meeting. And oh you could yeah. go in and you just talk to um, these people and they gave you information as to how to start a nonprofit. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget that. I was 15. I was like, Mom, we're going to start a nonprofit. Because so at that cool. point, I was cutting hair at a shelter. And um, one of the women I was cutting her hair, she was wearing a one piece bathing suit as her bra and underwear because she didn't have any undergarments. Wow. And that. That made me, that just really inspired me. So, like, it took me a couple months, because you helped me with that. Um, I collected under undergarments for the, the um, mm-hmm. shelter. And we collected, there were 65 women. And I collected so many that I was able to give each woman two, two, wow. two sets of undergarments. And um, that was that was amazing. She helped me put everything together for that. That's pretty cool. And, and I mean, um, you know, just speaking from like Tony mind side too, like, um, and just to validate what you're saying is that Laura, um, every winter she does a jacket, a, a coat drive. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
And uh, actually, I want you to give the address. Maybe some people can send you some jackets. But um, okay. but it's just really like it's really cool that it's more than a haircut. You know, it's really cool oh, that, yeah. that, that 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 you're touching the soul. So. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but but are socks really like the uh, oh, yeah. uh, sought after thing? Oh yeah, big time. Because people which are is so walking. weird because socks are so like inexpensive. You think like for donate, like a jacket can be expensive, right? Right. Like socks are so inexpensive, and you can buy twelve for you know ten bucks or whatever. Yeah, you but know? when you can barely afford food yeah. and you yeah. don't have it's a car, I just meant for volunteering. Like if somebody was a volunteer, oh, or something yeah. socks seemed like such an easy thing. Oh, socks are great. I get socks all the time. I come in here and I have bags here. I come in the salon. I have bags at the salon. And, and I really push for socks. That's a big thing. So, I mean, I cut one kid's hair this over the summer. He only had one sock. Wow. And luckily, a kid. A kid he was, you know, yeah. Wow. It, was, it sucked. He was homeless. And, you know, he had a story. Everybody has a story. And that's what's amazing. And listen to all the stories that you hear of how people end up homeless. Like, mm-hmm. it could happen to anyone. Right. And there's so many reasons why people end up like that it's it, it, hey i can i you know and i know it's not about me but you know if it wasn't for my mom's sisters we would definitely been homeless mm-hmm. you know what i mean when my dad split when when i was two and my brother was a year and a half uh I, I, you know six months old we would have definitely been homeless if we didn't have uh her 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 siblings right they took us in you know what i mean we were in and out until she she was able to get like you know uh section eight housing or right. or something you know to give us our own place but you're right it i mean it doesn't take much for someone yeah if to be you don't have a strong family support that's and that's what happened i mean this kid was getting beat by a stepdad abused by a stepdad and you know he couldn't take it anymore so he rolled out mm. and just left with the clothes on his back and that was it so that day, I, I gave him, I mean, it was in the summer, so I gave him a couple pairs of socks. I had boxer shorts for guys. Mm-hmm. I had a pair of jeans. I, in my truck, I have, I just have random, like, I'll have guys' Stuff. boxer shorts, like, in the back of my truck. Like, I have bras Also underwear. my car. Also oh, my car. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. Your now car is filled Now right that I'm now. back in the country, so said, oh. Can we go pick up a few donations? I said, sure, mom. I have a small car. My whole, you can't even shut the car. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That's, that's incredible, dude. I'm just like, uh, I, I, I was talking to Heather yesterday, actually, uh, via DM. And um, I was just saying, like, how much in awe I am of you. Oh, it, it's thank just, you. It's, it's, it's you touch me every time you do, um, every time you, you post about, about the stuff you're up to. I appreciate it. I do, I, I don't post as much as what I do. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just get sick of posting. I'm like, I why am I even posting? Like I stop. Well, you make me cry every time. Oh, so, okay. Well, know, I'm going like to keep doing <laughs> this. <laughs> I want to see the tears. <laughs> um, I just kind of stopped posting for a while because I didn't grow up in the age of social media. So it's, it feels fake to me sometimes to just mm-hmm. keep posting, but I do feel like there are stories that need to be told and to give people a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many people. I cut a guy's hair in New York one time he was by himself and I usually watch people for a while before I approach them because there's a lot of things that could be going on with them. So I watched him for a while and I approached him. Um, I started talking to him and he started coughing and clearing his throat. And I asked if he was okay. And he said, I just haven't heard my voice in a long time. He hadn't spoken to anyone. He couldn't even remember the last time somebody talked to him. And I said, well, I'm, I'm here and I'd love to 
to cut your hair. And he talked and he cried. And that was the longest haircut I've ever done. <laughs> it went over an hour because I wanted to, I wanted him to keep talking. talking. And he just let it all out. And we talked for about an hour and leaving him was, leaving him was difficult for me because I knew that he didn't have anybody else to hear. And to be able to connect hairdressing with that, it was, it's so powerful. It was amazing. Yeah. I have so many stories like that. It's yeah. incredible. So I like to post things because I like to go back and reread some of the things that, right. um, that I've done. I, I, I do like to hear s- or see some well, of you those know, stories. As long as you're telling your story, you know, um, then you have the opportunity to inspire others mm-hmm. in the same way that Mark inspired you. You know, right. so, so by you sharing your story, it, it gives not it, it inspires, but it also gives people permission to do it. Right. You know, and so so I, I would encourage you to keep posting because you're reaching more people than you might even know. Right. Okay. You know, and it's not just it's not just the people that you're actually, you know, you're physically doing the haircuts with, but you're also you're reaching um, a, a broader. I mean, you're yeah. sitting here because. The stories that you th- that you not that this is a big deal, but you know, but but you're sitting here and, and, and being able to tell your story because mm-hmm. of uh, of the stuff that you've posted. Yeah, right. next year uh, we're going to be doing a podcast with somebody. And like, yeah, I heard that podcast with you and Laura, and I started following Laura, and or I've been watching Laura, and she right. inspired me to start doing this. And yeah, you that's, know? it's that's a huge awesome. ripple effect. I a- mean, absolutely, even yeah. people that my age that I grew up with. They've, I've been out of the country for however many years, but they see what she's doing and they share it with their friends mm-hmm. and they start these drives or they have been helping her, you know, with donations. You know, the ripple effect is amazing. And like you said, you know, forcing positivity and things that matter on the social media is so vital, uh, especially for people my age that can get really stuck into this materialistic, mm-hmm. you know, um, self you know, self-wanting uh, right. mindset that everything's about them and it's about, you know, how you're looking and blah, 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 blah. But when you have, when you're seeing this on your news feed, as much as social media is annoying to post on, especially because she's a li- she says she's older. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? So you say you're older, but I think it's important because you're reaching way more people than you think and you're changing mindsets and you're humanizing people and you're forcing people on their days off to think about the time that they have, you know, should I spend it on my couch watching Netflix or should I go out and actually be doing something? Mm-hmm. You know, you're making people think differently. You don't, you just don't 100%. realize it. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah, right. I refl- I don't do a lot of meditation, but sometimes before I go to bed, I do think about certain things and, um, I was reading a little more on Mother Teresa last night and she's definitely one of my biggest inspirations on how she gives and I try to I'm nothing like her I swear (laughs) (laughs) but like what she's done um I really try to put myself in that mindset sometimes of giving and I I try to hold myself to a really high standard with that so she's just one of my really big inspirations that sometimes when Maybe I haven't cut on the street for like a week because mm-hmm. I usually try to do once or twice a week. Um, I think about her and I think about how she dedicated her life to um, helping people and, and giving back and picking up the lost and the broken. And I see that like I want to do that. And, and that drives me every day. 
I think my, one of my favorite quotes of hers um, was, um, if, you, if you can't feed the world, feed one person. Right. Oh, right? absolutely. Start with one brilliant person. Brilliant mind. Brilliant. Yeah. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I don't think you have to apologize for, for not being Mother Teresa. Well, I'm definitely not a Catholic <laughs> nun, so. Very far. Yeah, very That's far a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you not a Catholic <laughs> nun? I'll be first on that one. I'll, I'll do that one. Wow. That's amazing. Both you guys are amazing. Thank yeah. you. Pretty like, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that we get to sit here and kind of hang out with you and, 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 and get to see you and. And hang out with you at, at the shows and stuff. Yeah, um, thanks so much. We 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 have to we have to be dedicated to do a little bit more with her, not just the show scene, but yeah, you know, we uh, we kind of. I'm trying to think like how we can how we can work with her. You know, I know we talked about doing a homeless, you know, some homeless haircutting and stuff too. But like even you talking about, it, I get anxiety. Just just that. Just oh, like, I live what's it all that the time. First, like what's that first? What's uh, let's say I'm a hairstylist. Let's say mm-hmm. I'm not Corey. Imagine that. Um, but let's say like I'm a hair sauce and I want to get started, but that anxiety is like, is like, is like grabbing me like, you know, because there's been so much homeless people intimidate me. I mean, I'm not going to lie about it. You know, like, like how do you get through that? Or do you have any mantras or anything that you use? Um, well, this is a long story. We're probably where <laughs> well far into the podcast to get into it. But when I was younger, um, I lived, um, I didn't live at home for a while and I moved from home to home. So I know what it's like to not have anything. And I lived out of a paper bag with my name on it for two years. So I, I, it's not hard for me at all. Right. I get it. Like I, 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 I get every emotion that people are going through when I understand being scared. I understand being pissed. Um, th- it's easy for me to identify with that. I feel more at home, man. I mean, sometimes I'll be cutting hair at, at a shelter or on the street, and I feel more at home there than anywhere else, even in my own home. Um, so it's 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 you know I found my passion, I found right. my niche in life, and I'm really lucky that I have it because I don't think everybody um, it's it's hard to find that, and I'm so grateful that I was able to find that passion mm. and my. You know, this is what I'm meant to do. Yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to evolving this relationship and, and this friendship, and um, you know, being able to. Who knows what you know? We'll be able yeah. to work with you in the future, but I'm I'm totally looking forward to it. Yeah, that sounds great. I would love to do that too. And if there's any hairdressers out there that are in Baltimore City, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to collaborate with that because I have a lot of donations that I want to bring down into the city. And I've done it before. It's really hard to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes, it takes quite a few people to, 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 do it. to do that. So if anybody's in Baltimore city and want, wants to help me out, I would love that. That'd be great. What if, what, what if somebody wanted to send socks or a jacket or something? Do you have an address? Yeah, you can send it to, um, four and company. It's one thirty. uh, Rollins. It's the number four. Four and the four company. end is that little thing. The what What's do they that call that thing? I don't know. And sign the ampere stamp or something. What's that called? Yeah. Whatever. That, that's it. It's right, the right. weird thing. Yeah. Look it up. Four you co. Can find everything <laughs> online. You can look it up online. Four and co. And you'll you'll see it. So it's in Rockville, Maryland. Salon, right? Yeah, it's one thirty Rollins Avenue, um, Rockville, Maryland, and then um, the chop shop here is one hundred six Prospect Road 
in Mount Airy, Maryland. And what what's the uh, what's the zip code in, in Rockville? Two um, Rockville two zero eight five two. And the zip code here in is Mount Airy, Maryland. Two one seven seven one. That's cool. So uh, again, I mean, if you're listening to this and, and, and Laura's story has inspired you, I I encourage you to uh, you know send some socks or a jacket or or, or, or anything you know. Um, yeah, that'd be. I awesome. know. Uh, you know, I know that we try to donate each year, and and, yeah, and it makes that. and it make, well, I wasn't going there, but you know, um, I'm I'm just glad that, that 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 we can help you in that sense, and we can help the people that you're helping, and yeah, and, 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 and that means a lot. Yeah, because um, this is not a permanent thing for people. Homelessness is not always permanent, so that's sometimes things that we overlook. We have to help pick these people up um, because they don't stay like that forever. I certainly didn't. I mean, I I grew, and you know, there's a lot of I just I just feel really bad for for people out there that that are homeless because a lot of people change and they they grow from that. They don't they're not always homeless. They're just falling on hard times right now. So as a s- society, I feel like we need to help people. It's like when you're in jail and you're getting out. You know, if you're just left there and you're not nur- nurtured while you're in there, there's not programs for rehabilitation. I mean, these people are going to get out. So you have mm-hmm. to help them. Right. You know, so they can come out and be a successful and productive part of society. It's like the same thing with homelessness. It's not not everybody is a drunk and crazy like people think they are. I mean, I've met people that are in one of the in one of the shelters. One of the women was a she was a professor at a college, wow. and she ended up her circumstances ended up having her homeless. And she was smart as hell. She's like my degrees could line this wall. And I believed her. Like, she right. was very, very smart. She told me the college and everything. So I know I believe her. <laughs> you hear a lot of stuff that you, that you know it is not true. But with, with this one, I, I knew that she was, she was telling me her story. And that was amazing. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take it much doesn't. to alter your life. Right. So mm-hmm. that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, appreciate both you guys. Thank Keep you. up, you know, <laughs> following those footsteps because it, yeah. they're so beautiful. Thank you. She's an amazing mother. I'm very, very lucky. Oh, is that on tape? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Ed. It'll be on air soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Miss, I'm, I'm, so I like. I feel like that homeless guy. Like I don't want to leave, but I know that we got to go. But yeah. uh, so that's kind of how I feel. I want to keep the conversation going. But maybe another one. Maybe another sure, podcast. Sure. Sure. That'd be awesome. So, Miss Laura Reed and Heather. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> Yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, That's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease.